This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I I had to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll never go back back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Dambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliger machine does have a flat right front tire. Uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Westbrook, driver of the Hills Racing 47 Knot. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans. Welcome in to Horsepower Happenings on a beautiful Monday evening. Uh, not as beautiful as where some of us were, but uh, I'm not too sympathetic. It'll be fine. We'll talk about what's going on and what I'm talking about coming up here in just a few moments. But first, let's take a look at what's happening in a Motor City Minute. One of the NASCAR teams is going to go worldwide. That's Trackside Racing. They have the number 99 Chevrolet Camaro to be piloted by Daniel Suarez. Their latest co-owner, Grammy Award winner, Pitbull. The latest in pop culture stars to seek partnership in the sport of NASCAR. The World of Outlaws Morton Building's Late Model Series opened their season over the weekend at Volusia Speedway Park. Kyle Bronson picked up the season opener Thursday night. Mother Nature won Friday. And the high side tickler, Kyle Strickler, won his first career World of Outlaw feature Saturday, holding off Scott Bloomquist for the win. And finally, Marco Andretti dropped a bombshell on the NTT IndyCar Series Friday with the announcement that he was stepping aside from his full-time role racing with Andretti Autosports number 98 Honda for 2021. He instead confirmed plans to race only at the Indianapolis 500. Those things and much more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, Zach Heiser, Rich France joining me, uh, still dealing with a little jet lag, my friend. Uh, yeah, it's been a long day, Zach. I'm glad I got I'm glad I got home and uh, was able to join you. I had a long weekend, but boy, did we have a fun weekend out in Arizona. I mean, I tell you what, the plane landed, you threw your stuff on the kitchen floor, and here we are doing a show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I gotta say, uh, you know, I was I was out there, and I gotta thank some people. Uh, you know, Rusty Schlenk was out there. You know, we had a we had a race day preview that we posted, and then you know, Rusty, uh, his wife Danny, and their whole team very accommodating to me. Let me hang out for a while. Uh, answered all the questions I had about that racetrack, and then caught up to Chad Finley out there. He was out there working on a couple of couple of late models. So uh, got to got to watch a little football out there when I hung out <laughs> with Chad Finley. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, when there wasn't anything going on, he had the playoff games on his cell phone. So we were doing that. Uh, had a good time with the guys from around here. We really did. Good deal. Good, uh, good deal. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about what you experienced out there in Arizona. Well, it's my first time ever uh, to that racetrack, and it, it was uh, it, it reminded me kind of like a Tri City boy. It rubbered up. Uh, it didn't seem like it took long to rubber up most nights, uh, and when it did, um, I still couldn't believe the racing that was going on, Zach. It was just incredible. But after a night off on Thursday, the uh, action cranked back up on Friday, my first night there, uh, at the FK Rod Ends Arizona Speedway for a full weekend of racing at the 15th Annual Kaiser Manufacturing Wild West Shootout. Jonathan Daffenport once again kicked off his evening uh, like he did earlier last week by claiming the overall Fast Qualifier Award. But uh, following heat race action, it would be Jared Landers who would uh, draw the number one pill and lead the field to green in the 30-lap, $5,000-to-win feature event. Uh, but as the green flag flew, uh, Jason Papich would pick up the early race lead. Papich would uh, lead the first event until a wild three-wide uh, lap 12 move by Tyler Erb that had the whole place uh, up on their feet off a of turn two. Zach, he went three-wide in the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we saw the highlight reel. That's enough. That's enough. It was incredible. And he didn't do it once, but he did it twice. Uh, Herb would pick up the race lead, but, uh, couldn't get away from night two winner, Ricky Thornton, Jr. Herb and Thornton would stage an amazing battle during the final 10 laps. Uh, 
that had the fans on their feet, like I said, uh, in the end. But it was Turbo who would pick up the win, his first of the 2021 season. And I caught up with Tyler. Uh, kind of, it was more like a uh, press conference than a than a one-on-one interview. But I caught up with Tyler and uh, got his thoughts on his first win. I could stay all the way up against the cushion where Thornton would kind of slide to it or come off. Well, he was definitely around the bottom better than anyone. And uh, Papich would just like he would slide to it, and basically I could get a really, really good run off the the center of the top. You know, leaving both ends, I could just get in the cushion more and. You know, when I hit it, that I hit it really, really good right there in one and two, and I was like, man, I'm going way faster than Papich, and I can see mm-hmm. Dornier, and if he hits the brakes, and I'm probably not in a good spot because he's going to pass, you know, all of us. So I just uh, I got it bent really, really hard, and I made sure I didn't get on Papich, and uh, you know, oh. Thornton was like, Thornton was like uh, crowding, crowding, almost going to use him as a pick, but he uh, left me a lane, and I was able to get by him and whoever's lapping us right there. So I mean, I just threaded the needle more than anything how close is that i mean like that look at from the stands you're like holy shit that yeah. is like it didn't it didn't seem like there was a much of a, a hole really but uh-huh. it just when you have that much more speed you can really anticipate where Papage is going mm-hmm. and like i could tell he was going out the exit more than i was i was going to go down the, i was going down the straightaway faster than he was going to go out the exit uh-huh. so i like I was like, man, this is my chance to at least take the lead getting into three, and I can maneuver with just Thornton. If I have both of them, I'll never get past them. So mm-hmm. just uh, threaded the needle and got lucky, I guess. Mm-hmm. Tyler, talk about the last ten laps I battled with Ricky. It was unbelievable. The fans were going crazy. Yeah, I mean, he he left me a lot, a lot of room, and that's – I mean, it just goes down to who you race with. We race with a lot of Daryls here. Mm-hmm. You know, one's obviously very <laughs> fresh in my mind. Uh-huh. And uh, not that Daryl, but him too, uh, yeah, last night. But, I mean – you know, I haven't raced with Ricky that much, but obviously he has a tad bit of respect for me, and mm-hmm. in return I have a little bit of respect for him. So, like, you know, he would slide me and I'd lift or turn down, and mm-hmm. finally when the opportunity got clear to where I could just rim the top all the way around, I did in one and two, but, uh, you know, he never he never got in my door getting in, and I definitely chopped him getting in one and two a couple times, and, you know, we went into three and four once, and it was pretty close. I had to get on the brakes and kind of got over the cushion, but... Um, you know, shout out to him. That was it takes two to tango, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. he did me really, really right. And in return, I feel like I raced him as hard as I could. It's clean. How's it feel to get win number one out of the way early in 2021? That's good, so you don't have to wait a while. Yeah, it's good. Normally, the last three years, I've got to go win like in December in Australia. So mm-hmm. I guess uh, we set the bar in America. You know, we're the fourth person that's won in America. Third, JD won, and mm-hmm. whoever won last night. So you know, we're one of the first ones to win, and. You know, I'm glad we came out of here. It shows we have a lot of speed, and uh, that's, you know, three of those guys are who we're going to race with every every single night on Lucas Tour. So, you know, I'm glad they showed us where the bar needs to be, and we didn't just show up to Florida because uh, the Longhorn camp's obviously really, really fast right now. Congratulations. Good luck the rest of the weekend. Thanks. And Zach uh, Thornton, uh, Davenport, Bobby Pierce, and Stormy Scott would complete the top five on Friday night. And a local note, uh, Rusty Schlenk had a slow start to his week uh, down in the desert but uh, would finally get a run he was looking for, bringing his number 91 machine home sixth on Friday night. Uh, Zach, then it was on uh, to Saturday with another 5,000 payday on the line. The action would continue for night number five. Davenport would lead the field to green, and uh, with Davenport jumping out to the early leads, Superman would lead the first five circuits before Friday night's winner Tyler Erb once again charged from his fifth starting position uh, to pick up the race lead. Turbo would begin to stretch out his lead over the next 20 laps, still under green. Uh, Davenport uh, would begin to close on Herb, made a nice pass going into turn one on lap 30 to, grit, to, to regain the lead. It was so wild, Zach. I got to I got to tell you, I got to stop here. They they would change the lead three times in one lap. So you, how can you do a story <laughs> and decide who's in the lead and who's not? But, uh, you know, Herb would begin, like I said, he, he would begin to stretch his lead out. Davenport began to pull away. But he had his own issues in lap traffic, allowing Herb to close back in. And on lap 36, Herb got a huge run off of turn number two and down the backstretch, laying another big slider on Davenport through three and four. And Davenport would uh, jump the cushion trying to fight back, almost making contact with the turn four wall. But Davenport didn't get up, weaving his way through lap traffic and closing in on Herb in the final laps again. He took his final shot coming off of turn four for the checkers, making it three wide with a lap car. And Zach coming up short by just 12 one hundredths of a second. What a race. And, uh, you know, following his second consecutive win, 
I caught up with Turbo to debrief debrief his performance. 24 hours later, Tyler, your second win in a row in two nights. Man, first talk about that first 30 laps, man. It looked like you were just on cruise control. Yeah, I just, uh, they definitely got a little bit wetter tonight. <laughs> and I, I figured the bottom would be the first thing to roll in. And, you know, I, I kind of felt it out before we went green. And the first corner I was able to get by Ricky and, you know, the fourth and sixth place car. And then, uh, you know, I, they were hanging out way too high up there. So I figured, man, if it's too muddy down here to not be good. And uh, was just able to get the lead really early. And, you know, I almost got complacent about lap 25, 26. And then I let JD get right up on me. Um, I followed Moyer for a long time. And uh, I just, I don't know. I, I was like, man, I need to get past Moyer. But I didn't feel like I was making speed. So I started searching around. And JD was able to get by me. And, you know, once I cooled my tires back down there, I was able to drive back to the lead the last, I don't know, however many it was to go there. So, yeah. What's happened about every night is we got to lap 30 and it got interesting. Uh, JD got by you and then uh, you pulled some moves rivaling the ones you pulled last night and got right back by him again uh, with, with about three to go. It was, where did this come from? I mean, it was just two nights and, and really some stellar moves that you had to pull to, to bring this thing home. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm really comfortable in this car for one. Uh, you know when your confidence is high that helps a lot but i don't know i just feel like i'm i'm really into it with what's going on like i could tell it was getting slower and slower getting into three on that top and i started just kind of dive in the middle dive in the middle like i did early and uh it just wasn't enough leaving so then a couple of times i'd bend and try to leave really low and i i got behind jd there and i did it one lap right through the middle and i didn't really lose much time and i thought man if i can get a good run off of two here i can just slide him getting into three because he's not leaving off the top as good as as he was so i just uh I don't know. It just all goes into, you know, loving everything you got going. And, you know, my crew, where they're having a blast, you know, we all work together really well. And I don't know. When things are going good, they seem to go good. I was going to say this best motorsports team is flying. You probably could have had a win Wednesday. You were probably the better car Wednesday if it wasn't for a one-lane racetrack. Um, finishing second to Jonathan then. Uh, you got to be really looking forward tomorrow night in 25 grand. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Wednesday, J.D., you know, he, was, he put himself in the right spot. You know, I wasn't going to crash him to win. And just like tonight, I think, uh, you know, we race hard, but I wasn't going to crash him. He wasn't going to crash me. We have too much respect for each other. So, um, yeah, you know, we, we put ourselves in a position to, to feel confident going into tomorrow's finale. And, you know, we're definitely looking forward to it. All right. Congratulations, Tyler. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. And, Zach, going into uh, Sunday's finale in the desert, uh, the competition was so awesome in the, in the first five nights. But Urban Davenport, are the were the only ones eligible to have an opportunity to collect on a ten thousand dollar three win bonus for the week. They did have a bonus up for grabs, a quarter of a million dollars if you could sweep all six races. Uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. stopped Davenport from doing that last Sunday, so that was off the table. I'm sure Kaiser Manufacturing was very happy about that. But uh, so it was just those two who had a chance on Sunday to go at it. Um, but in the finale, Brian Shirley and Davenport would lead the field to green. Uh, with the big 25K payday on the line, Shirley would try to show his muscle early, but uh, Davenport would work his way around Shirley to take over the point. Uh, the first half of the event, it was all Jonathan Davenport, Zach, uh, Ricky Thornton Jr., and Shirley also trailing out front. But lap traffic uh, at the Arizona Speedway can make things very interesting, as it did on lap 23. When Thornton worked by Davenport off turn four, only to have Davenport regain the lead down the backstretch. Following a restart on lap 28, it was all Superman the rest of the way, and he would collect the big 25K check. Tyler Erb did make a late race run from his 11th starting position, and if this was a 55-lap race, uh, it might have been a whole lot more interesting than it was, but uh, Tyler ended up just a little bit short. And Zach, uh, the numbers that the Davenport put up a ten thousand dollar bonus, uh, along with the twenty five k for the win, and another three thousand for winning the points championship, not a bad week for Jonathan Davenport. And Zach, when a guy wins that kind of money, you know, I had to go over and and find out uh, how he was feeling. So I caught up with Jonathan after the race. Every race this week has been competitive until tonight. This forty nine machine was so strong, uh, you were kind of out there on your on your own. Just how good was it tonight? <laughs> well, it, it, it was just really, really good. You know, we finally showed exactly what we had after probably, I think, a uh, lap 25 caution or whatever. I really got out and stretched it out. But uh, we, we've been hurting tires all week, so I just uh, 
uh, finally last night I, I stumbled on something. I, I, we worked really hard on tires the day before and uh, just analyzed them and figured out what we needed to do. And last night I, I didn't hurt a tire at all, so I knew that I could go harder tonight. And But I paced myself the first 10, 15 laps when the racetrack was really, really dirty and slimy. And then after that I, I knew I could uh, let her go loose. Look only, it looked like you only had one hiccup when Ricky got by you down there in three and four, caught a rut or something. After that, you got back by him, and, and then you just set sail. Yeah, I, I guess we was in lap traffic. I don't even really remember that, but yeah, that's right. He he, he did pull up beside of me one time, but uh, it's just uh, it was just when the racetrack was transitioning there and lap traffic once again. You know, it's so it's pretty tough to pass here, uh, even lap cars. So uh, we, I, I knew I didn't want to give give another one away. I already give a couple away this week, and I, I don't know if I could live myself to, to give three of them away. But just gotta thank my guys, Nutrient Ag Solutions, and. Uh, Maybe you might see us back here again sometime in the future. Earlier in the week, you said you came down here for the money, forty-five thousand and change for a week's work. You go home happy? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, uh, we, we always want more. You know, that's the competitive side in us. But you know, that we, we come out here to get some of the bonus money, and we did that. Congratulations, excellent performance. All right, thank you. And Zach uh, Thornton, Shirley, and Bobby Pierce would complete the top five. But uh, Zach, we really do have to give a shout out to McClure, Ohio's Rusty Slank. He drove that number 90, 91 machine from his 18th starting position last night to finish seventh. Wow. It was an unbelievable run by Rusty uh, and for his team. So after a long week, Zach, the 2021 Wild West shootout is in the books. I'm wiped out. Can't wait till next year, but I'll enjoy it every <laughs> single night. Well, thanks for going and uh, covering it for Horsepower Happenings. I know a lot of folks appreciated hearing from Rusty over the weekend. And, uh, man, you got to catch some good racing. I... Uh, we're going to have to organize this trip for next year so that I don't get left in the in the back of the bus. <laughs> we can all we have to do is just plan ahead. That's all it takes, a little bit of that. And and I didn't have a whole lot. I think we pl- I I planned this like a week and a half or so. Right. That was about it. So but we we could make that happen. It was a lot of fun to uh, I, I was living vicariously through you, so that was fun. Um hey, we we broke the story last week. Let's move on to some local uh, pavement stuff now. Um, Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway released their 2021 schedule last week, Rich, and we had a chance to talk about it at HorsepowerHappenings.com. And I know you used to race. You have raced at Springport before. And I tell you what, they are really trying to put Springport, if you want to call it back on the map, um, over there in rural, you know, middle of nowhere, <laughs> Michigan. Um, you had a chance to look through this schedule, Rich, and we talked a little bit about it. What, what did you think about this schedule that they released? Um, I think that, you know, I, I, I really do think, um, you know, their biggest problem, you know, over the years, really, um, you know, with, with the different promoters that were running it, uh, was always getting fans in the grandstands. That was always the problem. They didn't have a problem getting cars in the pit area. Um, so it, you know, it was just kind of its location. Um, so, so it, so it was a rough deal, but you know, they, I think, um, you know, the last couple of years have been better. So I'm really hoping I would love to see Springport come back uh, and have, you know, a packed pit area every single night and, and a decent house in the grandstands. I think it'd be awesome. I think one of the things that's awesome is, uh, you know, we talk a lot about Outlaw Super Late Model Racing here. You're a big fan of Outlaw Super Late Models. I would love to see a good Outlaw Super Late Model show. I feel like I've been deprived of that. I don't think I've seen, from what I've heard from you and what I've heard from the drivers we've had on, I don't think I've personally seen a good, air quotes, Outlaw Super Late Model show uh, hold back a race at Kalamazoo between Tyler Roerig and a couple other people. Um, but here's the thing. Every other week, essentially, Outlaw Super Late Models at Springport, and uh, we're going to talk more about the Spartan schedule, which a little preview about that interview coming up with Tom and Tracy Hernley. That's going to feature Outlaw Super Late Models. Here's the other exciting thing. They have modifieds on a pretty regular basis at Springport, one of my favorite divisions on the pavement. And Rich, they're bringing back um sprint cars for the first time and it's arguable whether it's the early 2000s or the late 90s there's about a about a 10 year span there where no one's really sure when the last time sprint cars were at springport but nonetheless uh auto value bumper to bumper sprint cars will be at the three eights high banked oval in 2021 yeah with to, to go back and just comment on the outlaw super late models um if you want a big show with drivers to show up it either has to be at a, tra- a traditional event that has some history to it or you have to have a bunch of zeros on the payday. Um, that's usually that's usually how it is. If 
if you're just trying to do something, you may get a couple of the of the top tier guys, but you're not going to get ten or twelve or fifteen of them uh, cars that could that could win a race, such as you know maybe at a couple of the events at Flat Rock Speedway or at the Glass City 200. A little bit different there, but you, you can't just start up. You have to. It takes time to build those events. Uh, to become popular so we'll just have to see well i'm excited and hopefully we get a chance to get out there and catch a couple of those big events in 2021 uh man how about a big event that's been up and down on off hot cold my goodness uh feel bad for champion racing association and speed fest rich yeah good thing i didn't wait and try to go to that thing i huh? didn't i'd have been really upset with myself i think but uh showtime speedway officials act and champion racing association powered by jags officials Announced today that uh, CRA Speedfest 2021, uh, most recently rescheduled uh, down at the Showtime Speedway uh, at the Florida facility for this weekend coming up, will not be held. The traditional Super and Pro late model doubleheader uh, had been forced to find a second new home this year when the local COVID issues uh, forced Watermelon Capital Speedway to cancel the event. Uh, Showtime Speedway wanted to make an attempt to host this, the rescheduling effort but issues outside of the control of all of the officials forced the cancellation. I, I, I hear that a major contributing factor was a low car count in the pro late models for a one-day show uh, in the region. Series co-owner R.J. Scott noted, we appreciate Robert's willingness to try and host the rescheduled event, but in the end, it just wasn't meant to be for Speedfest 2021. Everyone involved wants nothing less than a great show, and it was looking like uh, the last-second reschedule was not going to allow that to happen. Uh, Showtime will continue to have a race this weekend with their local super late models, uh, and track officials share that it will still be a $10,000 to win purse. Well, uh, good luck to them down at Showtime. I know that it, uh, when it got moved, a lot of our Michigan guys ended up having to back out of that due to uh, 90% due to travel. Um, the other 10%, who knows what the issue was. But <clears throat> uh, good luck to Showtime. I hope they have a good event. Uh, I know that uh, Yoho down there wants to put on a, a big super late model race, and so I hope it goes well. And he has a couple more $10,000 to wins in his Triple Crown that he announced. Uh, end of February and beginning of March, almost... Uh, I, th I think if not back to back, just a week in between them. So I might be there, Zach, because guess who's going to be in Florida? <laughs> Your annual vacation. My annual yes. vacation. It may just hit both of uh, both of those Triple Crown events. So uh, I'd like to see the entry entry list for that. But uh, as of right now, that's probably on the list. Well, while you were rocking out to Steve Miller in the Jet Airliner today, uh, I was busy hard at work following up with Hell Tour schedule announcements and uh, dirt track schedule announcements that were coming out today. You know, having Mike Blackmere in control of, like, three schedules at one time is a pretty stressful operation, Rich Rance. All-Star Performance uh, Challenge Series, Merritt Speedway, Tri-City, and then, of course, uh, those dates, when those got released, other tracks in the region announced their Hell Tour dates as well. It's been a busy afternoon on the Horsepower Happenings Facebook page. I, I was sitting. I, I was sitting in the airport uh, in, in Phoenix, and I saw that join us at three thirty. And I said, "Well, I can't do this." Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be thirty five thousand feet up. So um, I really don't know what we what was said because I, <laughs> I came home and got ready for the show. So I'm gonna lean a whole lot on you to inform me what the heck's going on. Well, let me uh, let me learn you something here, Rich France. Uh, it was announced today that uh let's start with the hell tour dates because that's probably we've already we already know a little bit about the challenge series dates let's talk hell tour dates um you're going to be busy somebody's going to be busy on wednesday august 18th unofficially that is when hell tour week in the state of michigan kicks off we're working right now with tom sprague he's the only track that's currently not on the list of traditional hell tour stops in michigan and that's thunderbird raceway so we're, we're talking with him right now to see what their story is and then oakshade raceway off the list as of right now as well for the second year in a row so we're going to be working with chrissy down there to try to find out what's going on but here's what we can tell you wednesday august 18th the hell tour comes back to butler motor speedway for the second time ever that's where things will kick off then on thursday the Hell Tour goes to I-96 Speedway for a return after a year off. Then Friday to Tri-City and Saturday, it looks as though the Hell Tour will again wrap up at Merritt Speedway. 
Um, but again, still working to confirm those things. We haven't seen the dirt car schedule come out yet. Um, still hearing some dates are tentative and uh, not from what we have said. What we have announced is confirmed. So uh, a big week of racing now. And, and I was doing this. I was looking at the Horsepower Happenings calendar, Rich France. This makes this one of the biggest weeks of racing in the state of Michigan. You have the Hell Tour tentatively kicking off in Michigan on Wednesday, August 18th. So your dirt late model fans are happy about that. Your pavement late model fans are going to be at Kalamazoo for the 2021 Kalamazoo Clash on August 18th. Then you have the Hell Tour at I-96. Then on Friday, we can't even fit all the dates on one page of the calendar for Friday on August 20th. Battle at Berlin kicks off. Hell Tour at Tri-City. All-Star Circuit of Champions at I-96, which makes that a big doubleheader weekend for I-96 with the with the Hell Tour there the night before. And then CRA Junior Late Models are at Birch Run. And then on wow. Saturday, and then on Saturday again, Battle at Berlin night two. Hell Tour again. It seems as though it would be season finale at Merritt and All-Star Circuit of Champions again at I-96. Okay, so you've fired the warning shot over the bow. Expect <laughs> zero sleep that week. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, submit my vacation time now and probably book my rooms for... I, I guess I'm just going to stay in Lake Odessa. <laughs> yeah. but, That's uh, a nice central location. I figure you got the Butler uh, Butler event all over all over your schedule. Yeah, that's, that's, it's it, such that should a, be pretty convenient for it's you. It's such a long commute, um, so we're... we're <laughs> We're definitely uh, going to cover that one for sure. But um, you know what? It's exciting, and we have the Horsepower Happenings calendar cooking. We're working on, by the way, releasing that so that you fans can know where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing um, and what sort of events you should be attending. But but uh, actually, looking here, Rich, uh, nearly missed a Hell Tour date that was announced. Man, this was announced just before we started uh, the, recording the show. Hartford Speedway has a Hell Tour date, and get this, Rich, this opens up a whole new realm of possibilities for the Dirt Car Hell Tour. This is in July, which would give indication that the Hell Tour is going to make a couple of swings through the Great Lakes region in 2021. How about that? Uh, real quick, let me confirm that date for you. That is Friday, uh, July 16th. The Hell Tour will be in town at Hartford Speedway, uh, man, that, that gives us indication that they're going to make two swings into Michigan in 2021. Or with, uh, you know, it's a possibility with Hartford being so close to Indiana, um, it's not a big trek to go hit that facility like it would be to go up to Merritt or Tri-City. But uh, none of the schedules are complete and 100% yet, Zach. <laughs> so, you know, like we, like, like we said, uh, the big work, I, I think most of them, I mean, everything is really tentative right now, but... Uh, We'll have to see. We'll have to see. We know we know Flat Rock and Toledo Speedways uh, released their schedule the end of last week, and uh, we put a story out on that uh, at horsepowerhappenings.com. And uh, if you're if you're interested in um, you know going through and finding out what's going on at those tracks, uh, you can go to www.flatrockspeedway.com or www.toledospeedway.com. And those schedules are fully posted. While we're talking about dirt track racing, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention, we've got to at least mention it, uh, the Chili Bowl Nationals wrapped up over the weekend, uh, Saturday, I guess call it Saturday night. It was Sunday morning here in the state of Michigan when things finally uh, came to a close in Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma. Um, yeah, who cares? You were in Arizona. It's fine. They still raced indoors uh for the chili bowl nationals kyle larson wins again they had some trouble with the racetrack wasn't all that racy fans were a little disappointed christopher bell gave it a, a hard run couldn't come up with the win larson back to victory lane for like win seven uh for like win 768 or something yeah you know <laughs> it says a lot when you have the chili bowl nationals uh and kyle larson winning a feature event uh kind of at the end of the show it's like you know We've been talking about, we talked about that all last summer, 45, 46 feature wins. Just another, <laughs> just another one and another golden driller for that young man. It does make you wonder though, real quick, Rich, um, what him going to Hendricks is going to be like on the NASCAR scene in 2021, getting him behind some true, uh, tried and true team uh, there with Hendrick Motorsports and Look at what's going on right now. We've talked about this before. William Byron, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, and now Kyle Larson. Are you kidding? Uh, this this could be what, what that young man needed. 
Yeah, that's true. And 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 he's probably what? Uh, I mean, if you look at everything, he's probably the senior member of that group, uh, which which is which is ironic. And he's going to probably need to lean on those guys because you know those guys have been getting better and better. Of course, you know Elliot, your your uh, defending champion, Cup Series champion. So uh, I think Chase Elliott is going to enjoy having him around and. I bet he's going to be asking a lot of questions uh, uh, to Kyle Larson about, hey, we're, what, when's the next sprint race or when's the next midget race? Uh, I think we're going to see Chase Elliott doing a little more of that, uh, you know, like he's done just the last couple of last couple of months. And we did hear Chase Elliott over the weekend say that he and Kyle worked very closely together with the midgets this weekend. So they've already got a bond going. Um, and uh, Kyle Larson's a proven winner. Chase Elliott, a proven winner and a champion now. Hendrick Motorsports might want to watch them in 2021. Let's get back to some more local stuff. Let's talk pavement schedules again. <laughs> I mean, it's the se- tis the season for schedule releases. Let us know who we're talking to tonight. Well, well Zach, uh, we we talked to these folks uh, right when they took over the reins of the Corrigan Oil Speedway up in Mason. Uh, seems like so long ago, but I'm sure it sure looks like they've been busy. Uh, Tom and Tracy Hurley, welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Hi. Thanks for having us. Now, you guys have been busy, and then now I see you have now been working very hard, and now you've released your 2021 schedule. You do feel good about it. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, you know, when we talked about it uh, over the, uh, I guess, early fall there uh, regarding Outlaw Super Late Models, uh, we're able to bring those back in the 2021 schedule, uh, as well as the, uh, the Late Model Sportsman Modified Street Stocks, Pure Stocks, Pony Stocks, and uh, we purchased the Michigan Legends franchise uh, when we bought the Speedway as well. So we also have the Bandoleros uh, and the uh, the Michigan Legends. So are you? Uh, I'm assuming those divisions um, you're going to spread those out to where you're, there's either no shows or very few shows that you're going to run all of them on the same night. Um, yeah, there's very few shows that we have all divisions running on uh, the same night. Opening night, we have quite a lineup. And then, of course, um, on Harvest 100, we have um, a solid night put together for that as well. And July 2nd, we have a good mix going on for a special show um, for the 4th of July weekend as well. Well, I'll tell you, the, the schedule, uh, man, it's it's encouraging. A lot of people are fired up about it. Um, things, as far as competitiveness, get started April 23rd, northsidetowing.net, Big 8 Super Late Models. And this is going to be now listed here as Asphalt Late Models. When we see this on the schedule, just to clarify, this is Outlaw Super Late Models, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Actually, uh, we've got uh, My Race Pass and Firethorn. Uh, they're building us a brand new website that will be interactive uh, with the My Race Pass app. Uh, so currently right now that's showing up with all of the, uh, the, my race pass, uh, generic names, but, uh, that's certainly, uh, the outlaw super late models, uh, the, uh, the Sawyer Chevrolet modified the O'Reilly, uh, late model sportsman division. We've got the street stock, uh, pure stock. We've got the, uh, the premier carpentry and painting front wheel drive division. Uh, so it, uh, it's right now it's showing up with the generic My Race Pass names, and I apologize for that. But here in the next few weeks, we should have our website up and running, and everything should be uh, as it should. Well, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to get you guys on is because we know that you uh, – this is part of your investment process uh, to get some things kind of cleaned up uh, and uh, a little bit more user-friendly, I guess, is the way I would say that. Um, and so, you know, there was some some questions on social media about – you know, what, is, what exactly is running at Corrigan Oil this year? So glad to hear that. And uh, here's the other thing that's listed here, Modified Challenge Series. Tell me a little bit about this. So the Modified Challenge Series is a eight-race series that um, will be a point championship um, similar to the Late Model Super 8 Series uh, that we're rolling out as well. So the Modifieds have a total of 16 shows, but that eight-race series, um, we're hoping to land a solid um, sponsor on that and hopefully uh, increase pay and, of course, have um, a cool championship out of that as well. Now, Tracy, are you going to get back behind the wheel for that Modified Challenge Series? No, no, <laughs> not, at, not at Corgan Oil Speedway. 
Um, I wish I could, but no, I won't. I won't be there racing. <laughs> how much of no. what? Well, just real quick, Rich. I'm sorry. While we're talking about you, Tracy, as a driver, how much of what you have experienced as a driver went into what you're trying to do? I guess I'm going to ask more specifically for the modifieds, but maybe even as you know for the other divisions as well. How much of your guys' racing on the driver's side background went into what you guys tried to do this for this year's schedule? Um, I think that, uh, I mean, we look at it like what we would want to see as racers or drivers, um, when we were working out the schedule. And so obviously, um, Tom being the outlaw light model guy that he is, um, was, uh, integral in putting that program in place. And then of course my love for modified racing, um, kind of helped to spearhead some of that stuff as well. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I guess it all kind of comes together and plays a part in it. What I noticed uh, that sticks out to me is you guys made sure you included some of the traditional events that have always been at Spartan Corrigan oil speedway, the four, four, uh, slug, slug fest events, um, the harvest 100, along with the wild child 100, uh, it, was it important to keep those on the schedule, uh, for traditional purposes? Oh, absolutely. Um, there's so much history that goes along with the racetrack um, for Spartan Speedway slash Corgan Oil Speedway that it's really important to make sure that we maintain the integrity of the special events and shows that have always been hosted there. One thing I didn't see, um, and we've been getting schedules out, and a lot of, a lot of the facilities are saying tentative. Uh, I, I, I don't see anything tentative on your schedule. Are you guys pretty comfortable that um, at this point, and I maybe you might just be guessing that we're going to be ready to go racing in April? Yeah, well, there was uh, actually in our press release, uh, it did say tentative schedule, but uh, we're certainly going to be working with uh, with Ingham County Health Department and, and all the officials there to certainly make sure that uh, we have a basically a good plan to, to open safely. So, uh, you know, as it is, as we've all come to realize here lately, you know, a lot of things do seem to be tentative, but uh, we're very optimistic, and uh, we're certainly uh, going to follow all the protocols and, and make sure we have a good plan uh, put in place. One of my questions has always been, and, and we never saw it in 2020, and I think if we were going to see it, it would have been last year. Um, is there any sort of plan to try to do any events with a limited fan base, or do you need, uh, do you need uh, I guess, uh, completely open gates in order to get racing going, um, or are you going to be in a position where you can work with some restriction through the health department if you need to? I think that it's going to depend on what the restriction that the health department would possibly put in place for us. So, sure. Um, I yeah, don't it's know all speculation right a- now. I just want to say for sure that well, it is all speculation right now. We're just, you know, saying ifs and buts, you know. But, uh, you know, we did see some other racetracks this year that had to work with a 25% capacity limit, and they were able to make it work. Um, and so just curious if you guys had any sort of game plan with that yet. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and we've kind of built this schedule and some of our sponsorship and our purse structure and everything with that in mind. Uh, I think, uh, you know, certainly we have a lot of great partners. You know, I want to give a shout-out to uh, – to Jeff Finley with NorthsideTowing.net. Uh, he's been a huge supporter uh, of the racetrack and certainly of myself and, and, and now uh, of our Big 8 series. And we've, put, uh, we've worked really hard uh, this offseason making sure that we put together uh, the, the corporate partners and the structure uh, that will allow us to, uh, to potentially race if we need to with a limited capacity f- uh, crowd. Now, when we, when we last talked to you guys, um, you know, you had a whole lot on your plate. Now you got the schedule out. Uh, now, now you have this out there so everybody can get a look at it. What Now what do you guys have left to do? What are what are some of the things? Are you doing any improvements at the racetrack that still have to be done or that you may have to you – know, I know it hasn't been, been cold this winter, so maybe you got a lot more done than what you thought you could get done? I think with any business operation that you have, there's always improvements and tweaks and constant things that you are working on. Um, so – yeah, we still have a whole laundry list of items that we intend to tackle before the race season um, approaches, but everything's going really great. And of course, we have a fantastic facility that um, we are operating with anyways, thanks to Jim Leisure um, and Sandy Leisure, of course, 
they've always taken very good care of that place. So, um, you know, we're excited and, and we're working. So every weekend. Yeah. Uh, talking with Tom and Tracy Hernley, the promoters of Corganola Speedway for 2021. They released their schedule over the weekend. And uh, as Rich mentioned, um, some of the staple events are still on here. Uh, how about that Wild Child 100 in July? That is a staple event if we've ever seen one at Corganola Speedway. And I know that that's one that you guys are really excited about um, and, and really looking forward to getting in this year. Talk to me about why that event is so special to you guys. Well, uh, you know, certainly the, the Wild Child event in itself, uh, it's named after uh, Tracy's brother, Brian Heaney. And uh, the Wild Child name, he was known, well known as the Wild Child, especially racing around this area. And uh, so we, when we got the track, we figured, again, we really wanted to focus on having a signature event. We've always enjoyed throughout our racing careers, racing on the 4th of July. And we figured what, you know, what, there's not a better time to have it. And of course, the Wild Child 100 um, we're really looking to bring in, uh, you know, a solid purse. We're going to have super late models. Of course, we've got, uh, the Midwest modified tour, uh, that's going to be joining us on that night. And, uh, it's just, it's something that I think that we can celebrate. We're hoping to have fireworks and just have a really great evening, strong event, great field of cars. Uh, and there's more news to come on that, uh, that weekend as well here. So, uh, just a lot of exciting things come, uh, you know, Obviously, with the Outlaw Super Late Models, we're very excited about that. Uh, and the Modifieds there's with the series, I think that there's just a lot of opportunity and uh, more to come. I love the uh, the challenges, the little challenge series that are built in here. And we, we talked back in October, you kind of gave us that little hint that you're going to want to stay tuned to Corrigan Oil for the uh, Outlaw Super Late Model portion of things. Um, what, what was the decision, you know, one of the tracks that you guys work closely with, with Springport, they kind of do outlaw super late models on an every other week type of thing. How did this come about to do a, uh, what is listed here as the big eight super late model series to do an um, eight race mini series with a couple of, uh, big events thrown in there throughout the summer. Where did that idea come from? Well, you know, I think that. You know, obviously, after after speaking and knowing a lot of the Outlaw Super Late Model Racing, I, I think the week-to-week-to-week grind uh, for the Outlaw Super Late Models is just not there anymore. So, you know, a lot of the guys, number one, costs are so high. Um, but just really having something on a smaller scale, and we figured eight was the perfect number. It fit in our schedule perfect with the two signature races we have with the Wild Child and the Harvest. Uh, and allowed us an opportunity to really work on and focus on the purse. Uh, for those eight races. So, and, and to make sure that we promote it appropriately. And we work with all the other tracks, the Midwest tracks and their signature outlaw super late model races. We're fortunate enough to work around, you know, all the big shows of our neighboring tracks. And, uh, you know, we're excited about that to give our racers the opportunity to race in those shows as well. Yeah, you know, and that's one thing, man, that is so difficult is to get to a point where you're not fighting with other racetracks for that division. Uh, And really it does. It puts the racers in a tough spot, too. And you guys know this more than anybody to have to make that decision to, you know, go to this big race or go to this race that's, uh, you know, 15 minutes from home. It's really nice when you don't have to worry about, for the most part, uh, those those other divisions from other racetracks competing with what's going on at Corrigan Oil. Yeah, absolutely. That was something that was important to us. You know, not only not only with the Outlaw Super Late Models, but with all of our divisions, making sure that we worked around and worked with uh, a majority of our tracks. Uh, certainly making sure that our street stocks were on the, the same tire as all of the neighboring tracks in the Midwest. The Hoosier 800 was important to us. Uh, and making sure that our rules for the street stock division was compatible uh, with all the neighboring tracks. We worked really hard on making sure that, you know, that type of thing, platform was there. And also something we haven't discussed quite yet, we do have an impound, a tire impound at Corrigan Oil Speedway for the Outlaw Super Late Models, the Modifieds, as well as the Late Model Sportsmen. So uh, we're going to impound all tires, six tires a night maximum, and you can only purchase two tires a night. Uh, so I think it's something that's going to help with the affordability uh, and level the playing field, honestly. Now, when, when I raced, I was able to, I, w- I want to talk about these slugfests because I was able to to come over there on, on some Sunday nights and compete with those. Uh, are you guys going to keep up the, uh, like it's a mini, mini series, so at the end of slugfest number four, you'll have some champions? Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. Uh, some of our, uh, so the Outlaw Super Late Models do not race on any Sundays. We've kept that predominantly to Friday nights with the exception of the Harvest. 
uh, to give the Outlaw guys a, a chance to travel and spend time with the families on the weekends. For our other series, a couple of the uh, the Challenge Series races for the Modifieds do fall on a slugfest, but as far as the late model sportsmen, the street stocks and the pure stocks, uh, as well as the front-wheel drives, bandoleros, and, of course, all of the slugfest races uh, are going to incorporate the legends. We're going to certainly crown uh, slugfest champions, and we have some cool trophies and awards that we're going to present for that as well. You mentioned slugfest as a racer, Rich. Um I almost got kicked out of Spartan during a slugfest one time. Slugfests never went well for me at Spartan. <laughs> but there's something about racing on a Sunday afternoon. You got, you know, you guys, this is um, not a lot of places around here do the Sunday afternoon racing. And you get done with church, uh, get done with whatever your Sunday morning duties are, and, and head to the racetrack. There's something about that that is uh, just therapeutic in the summer. Absolutely. You know, it, it's been a staple, uh, certainly at Corgan Oil Speedway. Uh, and it's a tradition that we wanted to carry on. It gives a lot of racers from a lot of different racetracks. Like you said, many racetracks don't race on a Sunday. So uh, it's an open invitation to all racers. You fit the rules. You can come on in and have an enjoyable time. And, and sometimes, you know, uh, the, the Sunday shows didn't get their name innocently. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and sometimes you almost get asked to leave. So that's okay. Uh, it's fine. It's part of racing. <laughs> Um, Tom and Tracy, a fantastic schedule. Um, really looking forward to that. And I know, uh, you know, that you guys, we kind of jumped your gun a little bit. You still are working on some divisional sponsors, um, which I think is fantastic. Uh, you know, if every division at the racetrack has a sponsor, that's exciting. It's great for the fans because they know that their drivers are being taken care of. It's great for the drivers because they know they're being taken care of. And um, I'm just, I, I'm really excited to see what you guys can do in 2021. And I know Rich, I speak on behalf of Rich, that we're looking forward to getting out there and seeing a Tom and Tracy Hernley production uh, in, uh, in Mason. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having us. We certainly appreciate it. Check out Absolutely. everything. We look forward. We look forward to having you guys. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to Sean Sprague. Today's his birthday. He's oh, one of our yes. co-announcers. So happy birthday, Sean! And uh, we look forward to seeing everybody at the track. The stars call home. Well, Tom, now you're going to make me look bad because Rich and I like uh, we're friends with Sean too, and we didn't mention his birthday in the show. So uh, happy birthday, Sean! <laughs> thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Throw us under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> guys uh fantastic schedule um where can folks find out more again i know that website is under construction but where can they look for more information yep for right now they can visit us at uh under spartan speedway on uh, facebook or corgan oil speedway uh the schedule is listed on the old website however the new website should be out here roughly in about two weeks and it'll have everything that everything and more uh we're really excited about our new website with uh my race pass and firestorm Tom and Tracy Hernley, the promoters of uh, Corrigan Oil Speedway, um, looking forward to a fantastic 2021 with their schedule out. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, guys, and good luck this year. Thank you so much. Have a great night, guys. Yep, thank you. Well, maybe a chance for one of them to become the uh, Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club champions for next year is uh, we move into the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club portion of that. We were just talking Springport, or excuse me, uh, Spartan Speedway, Corgan Oil Speedway, and about all the great things that the Hernleys are doing. And now it's our pleasure to welcome back in for the second week, Wild Bill and Bill Barnhart from the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club, the uh, current president. Good evening, Bill. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, thanks again for having us on here. Absolutely. So let's talk about a couple of things this week um, as we as we move forward and really as race season gets a little bit closer. I guess the first thing I want to talk about, Bill, is the annual fundraising event. I know a lot of Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club fans and members look forward to that event. Um, and obviously we're talking about the bowling fundraiser. What can you tell us about this year's uh, fundraiser? Well, this year's fundraiser, uh, in the past, we've, we've been at the Capitol Bowl in Owasso, but um, due to all the COVID uh, restrictions and stuff, the bowling alley has fallen on hard times. So Chuck Darling, who's spearheading this for us, and he's worked great because this used to be part of his, his event uh, with MSTRC, and we've jumped on board with him, and then now we're taking taking control of it, but he's still a major factor in helping us get this going. Is uh, we'll, we'll be at the um, Royal Scott Golf and Bowling uh, uh, facility in, uh, in Lansing this year on the 20th of March, and uh, it'll be just identically as what we've done in the past. You get a chance to bowl a couple of games um, and uh, help out uh, 
raise money for us because what you, you pay for uh, the twelve dollars and it includes a shoe rental if you need to use shoes uh, to to bowl the two games and we get a portion of it and uh, the the bowling alley gets a portion of it. We are also working as it helps us raise funds for our uh, uh, Randall Ginter uh, Memorial Benevolent Fund, which is like our injured drivers fund, and then we also. Mm-hmm. Uh, split it down in, in half and this this year we're going to donate half of it to the wounded warriors project oh awesome and, and uh, that's what we plan on doing this year and uh you know each year we try to find another uh not just us we do we try to we divide it in half and we try to help another uh organization and and uh wounded warriors project is one that i think is is a very good uh uh, organization that we should uh, all support, whether it be through this fundraiser or uh, on your own, because you know these these men and women come home and they need help, and uh, it's just something that we we should be able to do. Now, one of the big parts about the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club banquet is, of course, the award that is handed out. And as we've been working through this bill, we've had some people ask, "Hey, what you know, what what can I do?" to still get that uh, tangible piece of history and that Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club award, are there things that people can do to still get the physical award? Yeah, well, uh, like I said before, with not holding the banquet to help us finance uh, the, the the awards of making the awards themselves, if anybody would like to get an award, if they're willing to pay for the award, uh, we're more than welcome to have them made. Uh, if, they, if anybody out there would like the award, just contact me at president at marfac, M-A-R-F-C dot org, and uh, send me your name and phone number and your, your uh, track information, and I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can. And once I get enough people interested, uh, if they want them, um, by I say I'm going to put it like the February 15th, once I know how many I need to have made, uh, and you send me a check, and I'll, I'll let you know through the email what it's going to cost. And... Um, and uh, we'll get them mailed out to them. I'll get them processed and mailed out to you uh, shortly after that. And uh, I guess real quick, one of the last things I want to talk to you about, Wild Bill, is new memberships. If people are listening and they think, yes, I like what Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club's doing, I want to get into those events that I heard about last week for free uh, or for a reduced price, uh, what, what is the best way for folks to sign up to do that? Uh, they can contact us. If they go to our website at www.marfac.org, uh, they can get uh, on there. There we have a link on there where you can membership forms, and you can print it out, and you can mail it in into us there. It's it's um, fifteen fifteen dollars for a single individual, and it's twenty dollars for a, a couple uh, with children up through the age of fifteen. You can mail it in, or if you choose to, you can connect through our uh, a link there. We have a PayPal. Um, a link on there that you can go through and it accepts all debit cards and major credit cards. It, it'll take all of them. Fill out that form there, send it directly. It comes right to me here and we get you on the mailing list ASAP. And then uh, those people that sign up here by the end of this month here, uh, Mar- our March newsletter, when it goes out uh, in the uh, first of March. That's when we mail out all the membership cards and, and everything so that they'll get their membership card, they'll get their newsletter. If they sign up through PayPal, they'll it's automatically get their email uh, with their email address. They'll get, that's the way they'll get their newsletter each month. Um, except for a couple of times a year, we send out a hard copy with, uh, you know, um, then of course with the membership tickets in it, uh, membership cards in it, and then our, our fundraiser raffle tickets later on in the summer that we send out, you'll get a hard copy at that time too. All right. Well, without further ado, let's go uh, ahead and honor our champions for this week. They'll be coming from Mount Pleasant Speedway, Owasso Speedway, Silver Bullet Speedway, and Thunderbird Raceway. This is Joe Birch, 2020 BMA champion at Mount Pleasant Speedway. I'd like to thank Dave Yovich with IMS and Firelight crew, Eric and Nate Bowerman, my girlfriend for dealing with all the late nights of working on the car, 10GK spark plug, and then all the fans that come out and support me every weekend. Thank you. This is Megan Wiggins, 2020 Mount Pleasant Speedway Mini Stock Track Champion. Thank you to my mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, GWP Builders, Soundshark Productions, Allen Racing, Bolts Racing Engines, Sweet Graphics, and Whitey's Masonary. Hello, this is Rob Putt, Team RPR 87 Racing, your 2020 Pro Stock Champion at Mount Pleasant Speedway. 
Special thanks to the sponsor, DJ Greening, Jason Algeal, Mark and Maria Weimer, Custom Home Services, O'Connor Auto Repair, Apex Engineering, Prime FX, Knopf Custom Car Tree, Aaron Raby, Jason Wiley, Scott Haney, Jeremy, Paul, and Jared of the Pits couldn't do it without you. Hi, this is Landon Neatland, the 2020 10-14 Mini Wedge Champion at Mount Pleasant Speedway. I would like to thank my sponsors, Arrow Racing Supply, All-Star Towing, Wing Racing, Chad Jones, and my parents. I enjoyed racing multiple tracks and thank all of them for the greatest racing. I am looking forward to the 2021 season. Thank you. This is Peyton Cunningham. 2020 Mount Pleasant Speedway Mini Wedge 6 to 9 year old track champion. I'd like to thank my mom, dad, Haney Auto Salvage, Apex, Iron Horse Engine, Stemler Racing, Prime FX, Gordy Hunt, Lynn Racing, all my family, friends, and fans for the help and support every week. Hello, this is Russ Cords. Sportsman champion of the 34 Bavarica Racing at Owasso Speedway. I'd like to take a moment to thank all our partners, friends, and family. Starting with Extreme Trucking, Shift Shop Transmissions, Morris Bar, Central Michigan Industries, Mallet Trucking, Stevens Construction, Atomic Apparel, Kickin' Asphalt, and one more Heart Family Show Pigs. I appreciate all the support that you guys have gave us over the years. A lot of longtime partners. I'd like to say thank you to all our fans and the people in the stands. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have a great place to race. Hi, this is Matt Sashi, driver of the number 27 IMCA Modified. We won the Michigan IMCA State title and the Silver Bullet Speedway Track Championship in 2020. I'd like to thank my car owner, Adam Poach, my wife, Tony, my daughter, Brennan, mom, dad, my grandma, my brothers, Tanner and Chaz, and also Jaden. Um, our sponsor I'd like to thank is Bryn Racing Transmissions, Top Speed Motorsports, Prairie Family Care Homes, Smith Starter and Alternators, Moose Graphics, Great Lake Smoothie Company, and Harris Chassis. Thank you. This is Don Fromm from M25 Racing. I raced my way to becoming the track champion at the Silver Bullet Speedway this past year. I would like to thank my wife, my fans, and Michigan Automobile Racing Fan Club for recognizing my championship. Thank you. Hey, this is Rich Neeser, uh, 2020 champion at Thunderbird Raceway. Uh, I would just like to thank uh, Tom at Thunderbird Raceway, first of all, for having us. Uh, I'd like to thank my brother. If it wasn't for my brother, this whole deal probably wouldn't happen. And uh, I got to thank, of course, J&J Machine, Kaiser Manufacturing, Integra Shocks, uh, Baker Racing Engines, Classic Stance and Sign. Uh, of course, all the fans that come out and watch and support us. I can't say thanks enough to them. And I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to 2021. This is Mitchell Hunt, 2020 IMCA Modified Track Champion at Thunderbird Speedway. I want to take a second to thank uh, People Link Staffing Solutions, the Wildlife Gallery, Sarah Parker Memorial, Memorial Foundation, SMS Motorsports, um, and a whole bunch of other sponsors. Um, I want to thank my family, my crew, uh, my cousin, my brother, Travis, and my dad for uh, allowing this to happen. This is Mike Rowe, Street Stock Champion from 2020 from Thunderbird Raceway. Um, I'd like to thank Tom Sprague, Eagle Automotive, Area 51 Race Cars, Desi, my girlfriend, my whole family, yeah, A&A Manufacturing, I think that's about it. Hi, this is Alan Height, the 2020 Thunderbird Raceway Warrior Champion. I'd like to say thank you to my sponsors, Did Deli, Eagle Automotive, Elite Air Conditioning, West Shore Sports and Apparel. A big shout out to my crew, Zach, my daughter, my son, my wife. Thanks everybody, thanks to my fans. See you guys next season. Hi, my name is Damian Brandell and I am the 2020 Mini Wedge Champion for the H Group 10 to 14 at Thornburg Raceway. I'd like to thank May Martinez, the wedge owner, my sponsors, Golden Token, Team Sports Racing, KWA Station, Old Doyle Entertainment, Air Pro ACAC, Winter Rose Photo, and all my proud family and friends in turn four, and of course, my amazing mom and dad. Hello, this is Riley Jones, 13R, 2020, Thunderbird Raceway. 10 to 14 mini wedge, second place in point. I would like to thank my sponsors, TKC Garage, All Tech Home Inspection, Exotic Creations, Get Toe Express Trucking, Lauren Industries, and H&M Chassis for building me a prototype chassis that helped me win 13 feature wins. This is Zach Jones, number 31Z. 
2020 Thunder Bird Race win. 10 to 14, then he watched third place finisher in point. I would like to thank my sponsors, H&M Chassis, Exotic Creations, Alltech Home Inspections, Lauren Industries, DKC Garage, and Get to Trucking. I'm Nico Bird. I like Thunder Bird because I like racing there. I like hanging out with my friends at the track. I like racing and fun because they just get out, hang out, and have fun and have fun. And I have second and fourth on the board raceway. And I have sponsor Winter Rose. And I think my parents because my dad created a street pack so I can get my money work. And some of the drivers that we could not catch up with from Mount Pleasant Speedway, Jeff Loomis, the Hobby Stock Champion, Maggie Dickman, the second place mini wedge for 10 to 14s, Ella Bringer, the second place mini wedge for 6 to 9, and Peyton Crawford, the 6 to 9 third place mini wedge for Mount Pleasant. Owasso Speedway, Dave Christensen, the modified champion, Anthony Richardson, the trunk champion for 2020, and Nick Johnston, the pure stock champion at Owasso Speedway. Silver Bullet Speedway, Jason Begaman, the bullet stock champion, Mike Sparks, the Michigan Street Stock champion at Silver Bullet, Ella Gradowski, the mini wedge champion for Silver Bullet, Braden Bowerly, rather, the second place mini wedge champion. champion for Silver Bullet, and Easton Murray, the third-place mini-wedge finisher at Silver Bullet. Then, finally, at Thunderbird, Ryan Hamm, the Cyber Stock champion, Macy Lange, the mini-wedge champ, uh, uh, mini champion for 6-9, to nine. and then Racer Smith, the third-place finisher for mini-wedges at Thunderbird Raceway. Wild Bill Barnhart's the president of the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. Uh, just one more to go here, Bill, before we're all wrapped up with our 2020 champions, and my gosh, hopefully we can get back to uh, doing that banquet and doing all the things we love to do here in 2021 and 2022. Yeah, we're currently working hard right now uh, trying to make sure that uh, we got all of our uh, our T's crossed and our I's dotted ready to go for uh, next year uh, to go right into our 50, uh, 56th anniversary uh, banquet. And uh, we're hoping, uh, fingers crossed, that uh, all the tracks will be able to participate in our banquet for next year. So uh, that's what we're looking for, and uh, we hope everything goes well. So we appreciate all you guys have done to help us with this here and helping us doing the honorable mention of all the 2020 champions here, uh, you know, from us here at uh, Marfax. So we appreciate it very much and look forward to uh, getting back to the tracks and visiting with everybody and uh, uh, be able to talk more to you and more about it next week. Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club on Facebook, marfc.com online for more information. Um, and uh, check it out. Become a member today and uh, get some really great bonuses throughout the summer. Wild Bill, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk that, to you next that, week. That's marfc.org on our website. Oh, is that right? It's .org? Yeah. Oh, yeah, how about that? Work. I've typed in .com, and it automatically changes it, and I've never noticed that. Thank you. marfc.org for the yes. Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club, and uh, then again, Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club on Facebook. So, Bill, we'll talk next week as we honor our final set of champions. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you, uh, you having, having us on the show, and we appreciate everything you do for uh, the sport of uh, motorsports. Well, schedule's galore tonight on the program, and uh, my goodness. We're going to try to keep you all up to date with it. HorsepowerHappenings.com, Horsepower Happenings, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, there's a lot going on right now, Rich France, but there's also not a lot going on right now if you look at the upcoming calendar. Uh, Speed Fest, no longer CRA sanctioned, so if you want to travel all the way down to Showtime Speedway in Florida, you can, but uh, won't be sanctioned by Champion Racing Association. We won't be going, but if you go, let us know how it goes. Yep, exactly, Zach, and uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool uh, also just to – I I feel like I've been off the planet for about four days, but it's cool. We're starting to wrap up uh, the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club uh, deal with with Wild Bill Barnhart and uh, and getting a little bit of acknowledgement for these champions. One more week next week uh, to get the final group on. Yep, we'll get those uh, final uh, groups on. That'll include Tri City. And uh, Arthur, the go-kart track, uh, we'll get those taken care of next week. And some more information about Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club will be available next week as well. So uh, stay tuned with that. Uh, Our thanks to Wild Bill Barnhart and our thanks to everybody who uh, submitted their uh, thank you messages for their sponsors and their fans. Our thanks to Tom and Tracy Hernley. And uh, I tell you what, next week, big show. We uh, We haven't even talked about the HPH Best Driver Challenge that's going on. Holy smokes. 
there's so much going on right now. Um, well, we, well, we had to wake up, but we had to wake up the dirt late model fans yeah. because coming out of the gate, I think they were, <laughs> I think they hit the snooze button. But uh, you know, yesterday, yesterday, the last 24 hours when we had uh, you know Chad Finley versus Logan Nickerson. Boy, they woke up for that one. So, and they're only going to get better. You know, of course, Chad Finley winning that one, um, but they're only going to get better from here on out. Uh, and then we'll get into some dirt sprint cars after that. So T- tonight uh, is the interesting yeah. matchup that was posted just before the show. Tonight is the interesting matchup. It's kind of the the very beginning of the ten year span, and I mean the very beginning of the 10-year span, Jeep Van Warmer versus Brian Ruhlman, the two seasoned veterans from the state of Michigan going at it tonight on the HPH Best Driver Challenge presented by Domination Race Cars. Check that out only at the Horsepower Happenings Facebook page. Did I miss anything else? Uh, I mean, we almost missed the Chili Bowl. We almost missed our own HPH Best Driver Challenge. I'm, I'm completely brain-logged right now. I think I think we've I think we squeezed a lot of show and information into one hour, Zach. Well, check sure out. We, you know, I'm sure we probably probably somehow missed something. We'll you get know. an email. Scott will email us. Hey, why didn't you mention this obscure obscure thing going on in Formula One? And it's it'll be fine. Make the show an hour and a half, and we can make sure we hit everything. Thanks to Tom and Tracy Hernley. Thanks to Wild Bill uh, Barnhart with Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. Rich, thank you for uh, hitting the ground running tonight and uh, being a part of tonight's show. And uh, thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We'll talk same time, same place next week right here, Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.